Wardcast episode 257. Go! It's a really good number. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's up there. 252 is my bus number in elementary. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can't even, I can't even remember. I think they were low. They were like 10 or something. It wasn't something. I'm Dylan Alvento. I'm Kobe West. You're Kobe West. Wow. What a great guest that introduced themselves. Thanks. That's impressive. Yeah. Technical producer. Yep. At the Glory Society. At the Glory Society. First guest we've had in in person in over a year. Yeah, I heard there's been something going on. People haven't been doing that as much lately, but I'm I'm happy we're here now. Me too. We're here in sunny Austin, Texas. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of sunny. There's a sun out there. There's, yeah. ATX, as the locals like to call it. Yep. The 512. The 512. Shout outs to the 512. Yeah. The land of giant bridges and... and Sky bridges. And, and, yeah. Interstates. Yep. That cut... Feeder roads. Yeah. That cut large swaths. Mm-hmm. through the mm-hmm. through the entire land yep almost got completely lost on the way here when yeah. i first drove down because okay. you have those what'd you call them the turnarounds uh the, yeah the turnarounds the they're u-turn just, things just big u-turns that go underneath the overpass and flip you around and then you guys got like stop signs on yeah. your on the medians uh, only for no reason okay only when you're way on the country we don't have those like in town but I guess it was, I mean, it was like outside of Dallas. Dallas isn't even really a city. Dallas isn't. What was your, when I asked you, what are people from Dallas called? Oh yeah. I thought about it for a while and then I just said assholes. Yeah. Cause I think that's a, I'm pretty sure that's what I've heard. I don't get it. I don't get all the Dallas hate being someone not from the state. Okay. So imagine a terrible city. Okay. All right. Why are you like thinking Dallas. about Dallas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Yeah. We're both vaccinated. We're both vaccinated. To be fully vaccinated and like w- well over two weeks out after yeah. the second dose. Yes, yes. So we're well in the clear. Mm-hmm. Really getting mixed signals from the CDC about what I can and can't be doing. I think CDC said it's worth the sacrifice. Drink the sarcophagus juice. Mm-hmm. Yes, You're unstoppable. Yeah. The 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 forbidden juice. The the forbidden cheese. We have so many forbidden items now. And you are you are welcome to consume all of them as per the With, CDC. Yeah, as long as you you know. If you're part of Pfizer crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. J&J. Mm. We got all those Yankee yeah. players. Got got COVID even with the J&J, so. Yeah, who's to say with the J&J? Who's That's to say? Their new slogan. <laughs> and very powerful advertisement to get people to get vaccinated. Please get vaccinated. Please, please do. Even if the only thing available to you is Johnson & Johnson, that is still a great step forward, and you should absolutely take that step. Please get vaccinated. They, vac- vaccination numbers have been slowing right i would not be surprised i have yeah. not heard this. i think all like the early adopters like got out yeah and got them and then after that is everyone that's like ah. yeah remember, people got their launch day vaccines right exactly they wait in line yeah and now we're down at, one we're round two and it's slowing down a little bit it's uh it's not it's not ps5 numbers it's uh yeah it's, it's, it's wii u numbers wii u numbers it's wii u numbers <laughs> not the worst but you know yeah it's not what it, you want it's sold yeah um yeah i hope i hope people continue to get vaccinated kobe don't so i'm i'm here i've been here for like a week mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or so um in your place thank you yes for letting me stay here yes. thank you for to, coming to visit thank you for having me you know 
when you're inside a single place for over a year, I'll go anywhere. I can, so I drove out here and uh how many hours is the drive all right so it's like 22 um i had to double back to richmond um or say this now 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 that we're here yeah i doubled back to richmond because i forgot all my podcast stuff how far were you (laughs) two hour drive from my parents okay but it's two hours on top of a 22 hour so 24 hours 24 hours um i think it's worth it okay because we have have you on the show yeah yeah um but it's 22 hours most peaceful long distance drive i've ever taken it's wonderful normally drives are really stressful for me what's the, where's the what's the longest you've driven uh I like drove, not in a single stretch but like i drove to virginia and then i when i moved to california and moved back i drove how long is that who's to say <laughs> really what is time yeah two days because you have to cut through like the rockies um, or is there parts where it's like it comes down like the mountains settle i went down i took the southern route the first time okay and then the second time i went from las vegas to arizona to i don't know new, new mexico. mexico yeah i honestly then, forgot which one is next to texas it's yeah. new mexico right well, okay. Yeah, I only lived here my whole life. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah, I, what's geography? I was educated in Texas. I do not know <laughs> geography. <laughs> Where are the neighboring states of Texas? It's God, Jesus. Mexico. And, and the, Chick-fil-A. the Gulf of Mexico. Right. Yeah. And Whataburger. And Whataburger. <laughs> the great state of Whataburger. Well, what, it's, yeah. Yeah, Whataburger is a lot like God in that it's in us and around us at all times. Yeah, it's in our hearts. Yeah. That Whataburger I ate. Yeah, and it won't let go. I've been to the doctor about it a few times. It's still there. Haven't had it yet. Oh. Yeah. Um, haven't had any, because, uh, I mean, obviously we don't have Waterberg, but we also don't have In-N-Out on the East Coast. Um, uh-huh. So never had In-N-Out. Um, P. Terry's, also a local local favorite burger chain. Yeah. Um, I went to Whataburger since you've gotten here. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I, I think fast food to me is like that last like line where it's like, I'm not going to feel good after eating this you're not wrong and i don't know if i if it's worth it it's it like, is for me for you um because the last time i had like i had like a five guys when i was still in college i was like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna have a cheat damn gonna eat five guys i had five guys i was like i didn't feel worth it five guys and maybe five guys isn't that good like i don't know it's I, not fast food to me it's fast casual well we but it's still a burger it's still a burger like it's still like in that like you're not going to Five Guys to have a healthy meal. No, certainly not. You're yeah. having burgers and fries. And so many fries. Yes. All of the fries. You're having 14 potatoes worth of fries. <laughs> um, but yeah, I haven't had P. Terry's. Um, also, haven't had Shake Shack, which I know you all have Shake Shacks out here. Allegedly. I've, I saw one. I drove by no, one. I believe it. I yeah. just don't know where they are. We have we have, we have have two Shake Shacks in all of Virginia. There's yeah. There's one in the D.C. area. And there's one that just opened up in my hometown of Virginia Beach. I don't know what a Shake Shack is. It, I understand it's a restaurant. It's an East Coast base. Oh. Like they're based out of New York originally. And it's just like really, it. I mean, like it's in the name. Like they, they do like really good milkshakes and then have like really okay. good burger. Like apparently like their chicken sandwich like rivals like the, the Chick-fil-A Popeye's rivalry in terms of fried chicken sandwich. We have a steak and shake down here. It's not good. And you will be there for at least 45 minutes. Okay. We have cookout. Have you ever had cookout? No, I've heard a review of cookout. From Harris Foster? 
that it was good. Yeah. Even though it's it's it also has a billion milkshakes that you can get. I do. But it's love. also like, yeah, you walk up to the counter because like the ones I go to, the ones in, in Richmond, like there's no seating. It's a, it's a drive through only oh. establishment. You just okay. you roll up. The one Harris went to in like fucking Atlanta with the, with the Splendor Bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently it was like this really nice, like you walk in, look like a fucking like 50s diner. Um, but you walk up, give them like $4 and like, cool, here's four styrofoam containers worth of food have a good day like it's just like oh I extremely see. cheap greasy fast food if i'm gonna go for extremely cheap greasy good food, but cheap it's gonna be at the waffle house i was i you didn't even need to finish the sentence i knew you're gonna say waffle yeah, house. my my shoes will be covered in grease by the time i leave i cannot it's like walking across an ice skating rink it is so nasty upon Yum. that floor and yet food's totally worth it food's very good i don't believe to me. you i've been in a waffle house once in my life They're, i found a there's a TikTok about this that okay. I will show you okay. after right. this. That's good. And it's uh, about Waffle House. I like the vine where it's the person trying to order and two of the employees are fighting behind the counter. They're like just throwing punches. I haven't seen it, but I know it. Yeah. And I think one of them like literally grabs the other's head and just bangs it on the counter. Sounds like Waffle House. Yeah. Um, yeah. We had, I, I, I didn't have them growing up, but there was one on my college campus and we went there like once and I'm like, this is miserable. I don't want to be in here. Yeah. Um, we saw a Waffle House recently because you and I, uh, I rewatched. You watched for the first time, Indie Game the movie. Yes, Indie Game Colon the movie, and there's a scene where Tommy Rafenez. I'm sorry if I'm getting his last name mixed up or mispronouncing it. Um, goes to like a Waffle House at yeah four o'clock in the morning in Asheville, North Carolina. And the way the scene is posed, it sure sounds like the producers of the movie drove him to the Waffle uh-huh. House, set up cameras so they could film him eating alone. Because he straight up says, I don't have money for dates or or for food or anything, nor do I have a car. Right. Which makes you wonder, how did he get to the establishment? How, how did he arrive at the Waffle House? And yeah. also... He's talking to someone at the Waffle House during this, and then there's many shots of him from outside the Waffle House eating alone. What do you think of that documentary? <laughs> Ooh, what having, do I... Have, watching Indie Game the movie for the first time in 2021, what is your impression of that documentary? Uh, It was real sad. Yeah. It was real sad. There were multiple times where we shouted at the screen, please, God, go get some therapy. Please, please do therapy. At least get your tarot cards read. Yeah, you know, if you can't afford therapy. Buy a, buy a, buy a tarot yeah. deck. It's fine. You go can... to your local game shop. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's, that movie, I forget who was, someone was tweeting about it recently, but talking about how any game the movie was immediately out of date the minute it like aired yeah that makes sense it was that was that was viewed that like, it was like the, it was already a bygone era um and, it, and it's weird like i remember watching it like still in college and i watched it and i was like fuck let's make let's make some fucking video games and I, like downloaded game salad and was like i don't know what i'm doing oh uh, yeah um, yeah it just seemed yeah incredibly outdated uh very white very man yeah and then after that, I watched Bandersnatch. Uh, also real white. The only people of color in all of Bandersnatch were like the people, spoiler alert for Bandersnatch, on the train when it crashes. <laughs> There's no other people of color in like the whole experience. Who's this guy, the guy that he like reported to for the the pr- game project? Sure. Okay. Yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need. 
Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah. Ugh. So. But, but I mean, like, I mean, God, if indie game, if indie, if the indie game scene was like that, you know, in the early 2010s, like, of course, the 80s game dev scene was like that. Yeah. So what's weird about that, that what's weird about indie game, the movie is there's so much, there's like, it's so much about the drama uh-huh. and like the struggle. Yeah. And there's so little like actual like game dev advice in it. Like, yeah. it, like it has Jonathan Blow like fucking pontificating about whatever the fuck. Yeah. Dragging himself off. There, there's, there's, um, there's the part where Edmund talks about like game design, like using, level design. Yeah. Using yeah. like repeating themes through level design. And then there's a part later. Now I'm blanking on it. Uh, or maybe it's just that part. I think there was that. That part was a little bit longer than I expected it to be. And that was, yeah, there was some solid level right. design information in there. But that's not what the documentary was about. No. Um. And I feel like the best place to learn level design right now is Mario Maker 2. Hmm. They have a really good level design course within Mario Maker 2. Oh, right. Yeah. I uh I forgot they had that like single player stuff in there. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I got through the tutorial that you have to do, and I was like, "All right, punching out." Yeah. Go to. Have uh, you played much of that game? I've played some of it. Yeah, they like have a whole suite of like Zelda stuff in there too. Huh. And it's really cool when you can mix and match Mario platform because you can just basically you just like you can switch out a uh, a question mark block to give you a a Link suit, and it just turns you into Zelda One Link sprite. But he's moving, uh, you know, in Platformer. platforming um, a side scroller. But he has an arrow. He has a bow and arrow, and he has bombs. And the bombs can destroy like the permanent blocks. Oh, and like the arrows can like hit stuff. So you, th- there are these great. I-, I have my switch with you. I can show you like some of the amazing puzzle yeah. platformer design some people are doing with that stuff. It's, I fucking I love it so much. That that rules. Yeah, I. Uh... Was that added after launch? Yes. Okay. It was like six months or something after that. That makes sense. Yeah. The last thing they added, like their last major content patch for Mario Maker 2 was they added um, Mario Maker World support, which was basically you could make your contiguous like discrete levels that were on a a world that you could walk between. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you can make like your own world of like levels and so you could have like a theme running through them and stuff. That's rad. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. But yeah. The indie game, the movie, mostly drama based. Yeah. Um. And and, it, and what sucks about it is like there's a whole generation that like learned that like that was taught if I struggle and suffer for my art, I will definitely become successful. Right. And it, yeah, it's very much the tortured artist uh, highlighting and and uh, lifting up the tortured artist, and that doesn't. I mean survivorship bias also not healthy and also survivorship bias that does not work for a lot of people yeah i mean i remember when you know i had mike bithel on the show and he's like oh my advice for people that like want to you know be successful like me or whatever with like how successful i was with thomas was alone is uh, i guess my advice is make a time machine and go back to when i released thomas was alone and do that like uh, and i and i appreciate that honesty where it's just like you know, it's so much of it is like a certain place in time and like there is skill involved, but a lot of the skill, like it, how the skill dovetails into luck and especially back then, yeah. it's like with Thomas was alone's success was in part due that 
you know, Steam was so was such a walled garden. It was uh-huh. so curatorial. So it's like Thomas was alone was like the only one of the few indie games you could buy on Steam at that point. Yeah, there's there's so much of and that's not just games, that's most industries, but right. being in the right place at the right time, knowing the right people means make like luck makes such a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Do you consider yourself to be lucky? Yes. Where you are right yes. now? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh I was very lucky and I was very loud and people and loudly doing things well and people noticed that and were able to help me get into places where that have led me to get to where I am now. But if I wasn't lucky, uh, I definitely wouldn't have got there. Definitely wouldn't have got here. I get yeah. that. I get that. Um, you've been playing. I've been playing Pokemon Snap. You've been playing Pokemon Snap. Wow. Yes. You didn't even let me lead into it. But no, it's good. I like you. I like you are loud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is how this works. Yeah. Kobe, you should have a podcast. Uh, I'm determining this right now. Glory Society podcast. Glory Society podcast. I'll I'll pitch it. Okay. Pitch it. We're actually not making games. We're just making podcasts. Just podcasts. It's actually a podcast network. The yeah. Glory Society. Yeah. Um, tm 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 tm. Yeah, yeah. You got an NDA for me to sign. Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, don't don't put this one out. Fuck. Yeah. It's just gonna be a long like censor. Yeah, 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 sound. yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, new, new, new Pokemon Snap. New Pokemon Snap. Yes. You like Pokemon? I love Pokemon. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Uh, Ampharos. Yeah. Who's your favorite Pokemon? Poliwhirl. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. I like Poliwhirl. Poliwhirl's cool. Got a great tummy on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's the belly drum? Is that the, in one of the gens? Didn't have a move called belly drum or something? That is, yeah, that yeah. is a move. Yeah. You'd be the person to ask. <laughs> like, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. Well, I mean, like, you would know more than anyone else I would ask that question to. Probably. Probably. Uh, New Pokemon Snap. How is it? I really enjoy it. So Pokemon Snap was my favorite game of all time. Oh, full stop. Yes. Okay. Yes. I used to, I haven't played it in years, but when I last played it, it still was. Um, I used to play it, beat it in a few hours and then restart it and play it again. Uh, so in really in that, like when you say beat it, just like get to the end, not like clear take, all the... Take a single picture of Mew and then restart it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you go to fucking like Rainbow Road or something like that? Basically. Yeah. You basically end up in the clouds above the island and it's real, real bright and saturated and you've got to throw a bunch of pester balls at Mew and then you can take a picture. <laughs> so how does this one compare? Like what are the, like the major differences between this and OG Pokemon Snap? Uh, okay. So the major difference is... Each level you gain experience on, and the more experience you gain in a level, the more the Pokemon in the level like you. Oh, okay. So you can take, they act differently based on your, quote, research level. Got it. And each individual course has its own research level, and different times of day on the course also have their own research level. Right. There's like a, a day and an evening version of each course. Right. Exactly. And those ones have individual research levels. And each Pokemon also has different behaviors it can perform, which have a different star ranking associated with them. Okay. And so you need to get a picture of each Pokemon at each different star ranking. And that's how you complete your photo decks, which is what they call the Pokedex. So you have to take four pictures of each Pokemon. You can only submit one picture of a Pokemon per run. So you need to do each run 
at the very least four times, you're going to do it a lot more than that. But sure. I like that needed cyclical nature of it. Whereas Pokemon Snap was the original one was very short because you didn't really have to do the runs more than once or twice each. Interesting. Yeah, I never played much of the original one. I didn't have an N64 growing up, so uh didn't have a lot of access to it. Gotcha. Definitely definitely saw it being played at the very least. Probably played it myself maybe like a handful of times. Um that's cool. What's the what's the uh saw that Whale Lord? Yes. Whale Lord looks great. Like I like the sense what's great about this game is that it communicates well the sense of scale. Yeah. That Pokemon have. Um because the games don't really because I mean you have to have a fucking like Ratata fighting a whale lord, so it's like they gotta they gotta change the scale up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I really like it in this. I feel like a lot of the 3D games have done a pretty good job with not the main uh, series of Pokemon games, sure. but a lot of the offshoots have done a fairly good job with showing the different sizes of the Pokemon and showing how Pikachu's like really big and so is Rattata and stuff. <laughs> oh, so you say Rattata. Not Rattata? Yeah, Rattata. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. correct. Okay. That's where we stand here. Okay, all right. Drawing your line in the sand. I appreciate it. Video games, one word. No! <laughs> no! Uh, Rattata. Okay, I'll accept, I'll, you know. One of those is fine. I'll, I'll let you have that one, but video games, two words. <gasps> That's funny. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I like it a lot. I think that they did a good job with the systems. I think they did a good job with the unlocks and the feeling of progression throughout the game. And I feel like, yeah, it's it's paced well. I liked it. Cool. Yeah, I want to check it out. Um, so many games coming out, though. It's the thing. Um, everyone's talking about the giant vampire lady. Mm-hmm. Stepping on them. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan Winters demolishing his hands. Yes, I heard a lot about that, and and how he looks like Griffin McElroy. Oh no, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, where's that mod that just puts the Griffin sound bites over oh, top of him? I would, I would play that mod, and and then also Barney. Yes, yeah, yeah, or or Thomas Tank Engine. Yes, chasing him around both. Uh huh. My beans being freaked. Um, yeah, I really want to check out Pokemon because I'm 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 a Pokey fan. Maybe not a Pokemaniac. I'm a Pokey fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it just, as, as someone that didn't get to experience the original one very much, I think I would, I would, I would in, enjoy this. And it has like diverging paths and stuff, which uh-huh. I don't think the first one Mm-mm. really had. Yeah. That's new. Yeah. It doesn't make as big of a difference as you might think. Okay. Yeah. It's but minor, minor it's, changes. It's pretty minor. Um, we also played you and I, well, we didn't play Pokemon stuff together, but we played together blades in the dark. We did, uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. With Mr. Harris. Harris isn't here, even though I'm in his goddamn town. Yeah. Um, cause he is being attacked by pollen. Yeah. And so he's taking it easy. Yeah. The, the trees are <laughs> letting him have it. Yeah. Oh, oh God. <laughs> um, but, uh, you, me, and him, as well as uh, good friend Brendan McLeod, mm-hmm. uh, he 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 game mastered for us yep. a, a a one shot of Blades in the Dark. What do you think of Blades in the Dark? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I had not played Blades in the Dark before. I'd played Scum and Villainy, which is a similar system. Right. One might even be derived from the other one. I don't actually know. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, 
uh, so itch just had its like creators day where it's like mm-hmm, 100% right. revenue goes to all creators and Austin Walker put a big list out of like all the tabletop RPGs they played uh, at friends of the table. And I know scum and villainy and blades in the dark were in that list, which I, is probably where Britton got the idea since um, I mean, he does a lot of tabletop stuff, but he's also a big friends at the table. I didn't know that. Yeah. He's a big friends of the table guy. Um, yeah, that's that was, so it's like high spaced kind of like, neo-noir i guess i mean i i guess the setting itself the trappings you can kind of make them what you want them to be there is a canon setting we did not play in right. the canon we setting our, we had a, we had a brainstorming session where brendan was like all right what do you want as influences for like our campaign and kobe just goes how about this and posts in the discord just the key art from jet set radio yeah and everyone was immediately on board i mean i like i like jet set radio so uh i mean and that's a cool that's a unique aesthetic and i don't know how much it ultimately tied into our one shot, um, except for the very end. Yeah, when you brought your Heelys out, and we all had Heelys we all had, the we whole all, time. All, yeah. So what's interesting about Blades in the Dark is that it's much more it's it's much more improv than D and D is. So like D and D is obviously like the dungeon master is kind of like setting up the world for you to live in, and then you are you are the agent of a single character, and you kind of ask you poke and prod the DM for like what's the situation. Whereas in this, the players can like change the situation on the fly and be like oh i do this oh i can do this and like if the if the game master is like oh this happened to you you can go oh no it didn't and like change it and it causes you like some like resources um and it was really hard for me as someone who has played very few tr uh, tabletop rpgs and it's mostly been like D esque stuff where like you just you, you asked you asked the you asked the dm like constantly yeah. like was was and i kept doing that to brendan and i was like i said i need to stop doing this because he's like w-, i was like all right what's the situation here he's like well, what do you want it to be like like what do you it's like oh yeah it's it's oh. much more a negotiation than games like dungeons and dragons or pathfinder i don't right. typically like i've played a lot of dungeons and dragons and a lot of pathfinder yeah. and i tend to like games that are dice light or dice free a lot more where it's a lot more about negotiation and coming up with a cool story together than sure. it is about, well, now I'm going to min max the combat and I rolled a 20. Yeah. So. That's not my favorite part of D and D either. It's definitely like, it's definitely the, the, the collective storytelling. I think the thing is, I just, I don't know. I, I think I take tabletop stuff too seriously from a sense of like, I want like this, well-told like narrative journey that like and and most players are like oh we're here to have fun we're gonna like kind of goof off a little bit um yeah i feel like if i wanted to go on like a narrative if i wanted to go on a narrative journey i would read a book or watch a movie or play a game but if i want to go and tell a fun story with my friends that's why i play a tabletop game or come up with a fun story with my friends i get that and maybe we do tie it together in a really cool interesting way right. but it's less about it's less about finding this deep story that someone else is coming up with and more of helping determine the cool story together yeah i get that um i just think of like how harris is character went from being kind of like this dullard in the first session to be like super articulate and the second and my brain was like no you can't you can't you can't just change your character like that 
Oh yeah, I can't. I can't maintain a character. I, that's why I typically only play one shots. Is it's hard for me to maintain mm-hmm. a character across. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm not good at the role playing part of of tabletop RPGs. Um, everyone has a different relationship with like the agent avatar mm-hmm. relationship. Um, yeah, and I I try not to be hold them too close to save myself any embarrassment in case I do something ridiculously embarrassing um i uh, i'm in the middle of a game with my partner and roommate and uh other roommate across the way and we're playing as we're playing dragon hearts which is a, it's a game it's a game that was on the itch uh bundle for oh, okay, okay, okay. uh and dragon hearts which was written by a friend of mine you're looking. You're looking at me as if I would know off the top of my head. His name has escaped me, and I'm so sorry. Someone local? No. Uh, Good thing we have phones right now. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. No, you keep going. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, you play as a dragon. You can shape shift between being a dragon and a human okay. at will at any time. And there's no dice in it. There's no GM in it. It's all collaborative storytelling. Oh, interesting. And it's based on Firebrands, which I know Meg contributed to one of the keepers mm-hmm. the and keepers. one of the baseball keepers and uh yeah it's good you can kiss as dragons which is like the selling point but wow. i have not ever kissed as dragons in the game because i don't know not for me but have for people it is for but the options there yeah um the itch a fractal dragon yeah um is that just who they or star dragon is it dragon hearts plural one word or dragon heart two words singular let me see it is star dragon nope it is uh, go back yeah alex guerrero okay that name sounds familiar and you like that system yeah yeah outside of the dragon the, the optional dragon kissing yeah i have no opinion on dragon kissing but uh i do think that the system is good i think the game is well written uh, I think it's I think it's interesting. It leads to interesting stories being told. Cool. Anything else you've been playing recently that you want to chat about? I convinced two people who hadn't played Gone Home before to play that. Oh yeah, how recently. was that experience? Did you watch them play it? Yeah, I watched them both play it. Um, it was interesting to see the different way different people take on the house because mm. there's you can do two very different routes that both work, and the way the story unfolds in each way is interesting and like the different conclusions you can jump to mm. because of it. Were either of them scared? Both of them were kind of scared. Okay. Uh, one of them was more, the more I would say gamery one uh-huh. was more scared. Oh, that's interesting. Cause they saw more of the horror game tropes in it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, she kept expecting for something to happen or someone else to be in the house. Sure. And of course, I mean that doesn't yeah, that doesn't spoilers happen for Gone Home. Yeah. Um, did did you ever go in the crawl space? The crawl space. It's like a. It, I mean, I, down I've, in the basement. No, the extra area? no. The the there's there's like a passage in the wall that you can like walk through. You have to. Okay. Yeah, that's um, critical path. Okay. There's a um, you read about like your sister like and her friend friend yeah friend you know they're just friends they're gal pals they're just they're just really good friends yeah i've heard of those um 
they they talk about like the the ghosts that the house could possibly yeah. have or whatever. And if you go in there, there's like a single like light bulb that you can like turn on. There's like a ceiling switch, like a, a chain you can pull. And there's also a like little crucifix. So there'd be like a little like exorcism, like little yeah. thing sitting on the thing. If you pick up the crucifix, the light goes out. Like the fuse on the light breaks. And I freaked the fuck out when that happened. I was like, oh, we got to get out of this. We got to get out of here because I'm in this tiny cramped space. And oh, God, what's happening? Incredible. That's the only time I got scared. But my brain like completely overlooked like the hair dye in the in the bathtub. Like it's supposed to kind of look like blood. And it was like, oh, God, like a murder happened or something. Like I was like, I was just like, oh, that's weird. And then just like went to the next like story note. And it's her talking about dyeing her hair. I was like, oh, OK. That's funny. Like I never registered it as something that was supposed to be scary. Yeah, I did. I was like, ah. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, one of my friends that played recently did. Yeah. The other one was like, oh, I get a tear die. It's a good game. Yeah. Uh, might be one of my favorite games going home. Um, really curious what they're working on next. Have you seen, did you see that trailer for their next thing? I did not. It's like a road trip game with uh, like this teenage girl and her mom. Or maybe she's a little older, maybe college age or something. But uh, the pho- photograph one, photography one, I think bike one. They're in a car. The bike one's something different. Bike that's one's a, something different. That's a season I think yes. you're thinking of. Yeah. Yes. Which apparently that studio came under fire a bit for um, some not so great working practices. Um, Saw that. A little couple months ago. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's weird because it's like, it's, it's like a 3d environment, but all the, and I think it's, it's first person. And then the characters are like 2d, like billboard types interesting aesthetic um i think it's like i don't think it's like full 3d like you can move around i think it's gonna be like static camera angles and stuff but it seemed cool um i like their stuff i like their writing how do you feel about 2d strides in 3d worlds kind of hate it yeah kind of hate it i don't hate it um like void bastards um what's the one that came out Paper Mario is... Oh, Paper Mario I like. I like Paper Mario aesthetic, but I feel like otherwise... That's less janky because like because the camera angle is static. Uh-huh. It's not like Doom-esque where it's like you're, you're like they're billboarded Billboard. and rotating yeah. with your... Like, um... Ah, uh, fuck. What's that? Yeah, the murder mystery one that came... Um, Paradise Killer. Oh. Paradise Killer. Yeah, I played Paradise Killer. It was one of the game of the months for the group that i'm with in okay. austin and it was interesting i played probably an hour and then was like okay yeah yeah i'm not i'm not huge like paper mario i like because they lock the the camera angle um but these are the ones yep they're fine um what about you you so you feel the same way yeah yeah it's not super for me i feel like it can look good but typically i prefer pure 2d or pure pure 3d well but so where do you stand on 2.5d i like 2.5d but what do you define as 2.5d the one i like which is which one yeah which one uh-huh no what so but you know the discourse that, no okay so two points so there's an argument about what is i mean scott is is has scott tweeted this like a couple of weeks ago doesn't mean that i'm oh you don't follow you don't read every single tweet by other people that I work with now in the in the co-op no so basically there's there's a people have different feelings about what qualifies 2.5d what I came to know as 2.5d is something like castle crashers 
or beat em ups of that sure. style. Sure. It's it's it is the art assets can be in two D or three D, doesn't matter, but you are locked in some way on the X, Y, and Z planes. Have you ever tried to play Castle Crashers on PC without a controller? No, that sounds bad. It's the most miserable experience. I played Castle Crashers when it came out. On yeah, uh, we were talking about this during when we were watching Indie Game the movie. That you know that the when XBLA started getting big and like having indie games, like oh, I was like oh, I want to play these indie games, but it's like I didn't have any disposable income, so like every once in a while I would like get some cash thrown my way by my parents or whatever, and it's like I would rarely. So I like bought Castle Crashers or Fez and Braid, and I think like that's it in terms yeah. of like I mean, and that's. That's that like 50% of the XBLA releases at that time. But like, you know, Comic Jumper or Explosion Man or like, you know, the other, the smaller ones um, didn't get a chance to to try. Yeah. Castle Crashers was a fantastic game. Yeah. it. So I got like a game breaking save bug in it where it like it fucked up in some way that um, I wasn't able to progress. Like that save, like I was like halfway through or like two thirds of the way through the game and it just like straight up like I would try to go into the next because there was a overworld and I would try to go into the next level and just straight up wouldn't like Dang. let me go into it or something. Dang. I, yeah. Um, but then the other opinion of what 2.5D is, is any game that has a mixture of 2D assets and 3D assets. So like Paper Mario is 2.5D. That's a bad example because it also like kind of goes back and forth. But like, you know, Void Bastards is 2.5D or Paradise Killer is 2.5D because it has 2D assets and 3D assets. Okay, well, that's that's I don't agree with that. I don't agree with it either. And I get so annoyed. Here it is. Here's a tweet from Scott. People need to stop saying 2.5D when they mean 3D side scroller. Like fucking uh, inside. Like inside is not 2.5D just because it's 3D models locked to a 2d plane unless unless it is no you can't both sides of this shit kobe <gasps> unless no unless uh yeah i would say inside is 2.5d i hate this i hate this <gasps> 2.5 this is in the same thread from scott 2.5d is classically 2d elements done in a matter that mimics depth not just 3D assets viewed from the side. I would also agree with that. Wow. Okay. Great. Uh, great, great, great. Yeah. I think 2.5D is anything except Paradise Killer. <laughs> great. All right. Well, we know what it's not. It's not Paradise Killer. It's not Paradise Killer. Just an, It's just a Venn diagram. It's just, it's a single circle. It's a, you know, it's set notation and it's everything but paradise killer, not killer paradise it. killer is in its own circle yeah. outside that yeah great helpful really glad yeah. we could come to an agreement on that uh-huh kobe yeah awesome happy to help yep so you want to talk about some news yeah talk about the news okay do you want to talk about um we're not going to talk about the giant bomb stuff because you you have no you have no investment in that i know that yeah tell me what you know i know that Harris made a funny tweet that said, between Giant Bomb and Max Fun Drive, this is the saddest week in podcasting. <laughs> um, I wish he was here so we could talk about it because, I mean, he, he and I are both big, you know. I'll pretend to be Harris. What, t- tell me, yeah. 
So Brad Shoemaker and Vinny Caravella and Alex Navarro left Giant Bomb, and I'm really sad. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I'm really sad, too. I really liked listening to those men across the years, uh, and I loved being on couch with them. <laughs> when they got my name wrong, Wait a it second, was... you're not Harris. Harris was never on the couch with them. Foiled again. Uh, yeah, I'll probably talk about that some other time. But it makes a lot of sense. It is it is a bummer. Um, do you want to talk about the Apple and Epic stuff? Yeah. I have been... Uh, yeah, I especially want to talk about the itch thing. Oh, fuck. Yes, this, this hive of scum and villainy that is. Yeah. Itch.io. Yeah, it feels... And I do not say this in jest. feels homophobic. Yeah, well... Have you met Apple? Despite the fact that Apple is run by a gay man... Uh huh. Have you have you perhaps heard of Apple Inc? Yeah, I think I don't know that Apple is homophobic. I would say that Apple is not sex positive. Is sex negative or anti sex more than uh, anti queer? Yeah. I've I've said this multiple times that Apple Apple Disney and Nintendo all occupy the same space in my head. Mm. where it's like um they all do their own random shit it's like wildly successful but they're like family friendly in a very puritanical way uh-huh um and yeah i think this is just another like you know the apple lawyer coming into the trial being like look at these you know sexual cretins and the things they host because like you know itch is available that you can download itch on on the Ep- epic store now it's being like look at these gross items like we can't even say the names they're so they're so scandalous and can't even be read in court it's like what what, what? it's not any like yeah there's pornographic stuff on itch i mean yeah sexually uh, illicit stuff but it's not like what what yeah and yeah, it just it feels very conservative. Yeah. Um and it's I mean, and it all ties back into that stuff with like Apple doesn't view video games as art and their software that they can regulate more strongly than music or film or any of that stuff. It is interesting to me, and this has always been interesting to me, that games and they are games that are on the phone. Mm-hmm release to the general public don't have to be ESRB rated mm. and we're fine with that. We're fine with, we're fine with that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have a, str- I, don't, I, I, I have not derived an opinion on that just cause like it's something that just swirls there. I do know like the only, the only game that's ever been rejected from, uh, PSN is genital jousting. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that they've that's the only game they've ever uh, rejected from the PlayStation Store. Um, so, but yeah, it is weird that like digitally, digital only games can kind of skip the ESRB stuff. Yeah. Um, which is because I mean you've dealt with like kind of that that backend stuff before with like your previous jobs. Sure. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know because like some people do it anyways. Like I know I've, I've like I've spoken with devs that like yeah we're digital only, but we went through ESRB. Uh-huh. Is that in, like some sort of preparatory reason to like in case we ever go do a physical release or something, or is it just you know I don't know due I f- diligence kind of thing. 
I thought there was a requirement for console. Oh release. yeah, you might be right. You might be right. So we're specifically talking like itch and steam itch and steam and and uh, apple app store and play store right uh i do not have the requirement for an esrb rating which is good it lowers the barrier to entry yeah but i guess yeah it gives the question of why do the people that require an esrb or peggy rating or whatever Mm -hmm. require that rating and i don't know the answer to that i don't know either um I mean, because, like, the ESRB stuff goes back to, like, uh, like the Mortal Kombat stuff, right? Or GTA. Mortal Kombat GTA. You know, one of the, the you know, fear-mongering. Moral panic. Moral panic stuff that the the Congress did at some point. And, and, and the ESRB was like, okay, we need to regulate ourselves before someone else steps in that doesn't understand this, this industry and this medium does it for us. And... At that point, you know, the whole, the, the, the market was consoles. Uh-huh. I mean, PC existed, but like not in the way consoles did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I was looking at something, I forget what I was watching. It was like a documentary, like a YouTube mini doc or something, but it was talking about how like during the Super Nintendo era, like Nintendo owned like 80% of the market. And can you imagine? Yeah. Can you imagine, you know, being a developer in the time when Nintendo just could like like had that much power over the entire thing. It's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. What was that? I was there too. I don't know what it was, but collective memory loss, collective fugue state. Yeah. Yeah. 80% though. And again, like Apple, I mean, Nintendo's, you know, know, they had the Nintendo seal of quality for like, Right. the nes it's like you couldn't put stuff on the nes unless it went through nintendo which is like the the walled garden equivalent of what apple's doing now um which yeah i mean that so like kind of going back to the trial stuff though it's just it's so wild like the things are bringing up or like the stuff the documents that are just coming out that would never see the light of day i have been really enjoying the photographs of like the evidence entered into the court and it just looks like an ebay auction yes 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 it's like mr sweeney can you name what this is it's a playstation 5 yeah it's great or like having him define what a what a game is i didn't hear that but i did see the uh rated final rpg was i really enjoyed the xbox quote i don't remember the apple lawyer said something about something being on xbox and the epic lawyer said which xbox and the apple lawyer said the xbox and the epic lawyer said do you mean the xbox all-in-one entertainment system or do you mean the xbox for pc oh god or for windows or something so neither of them knew what they were talking about and and then the apple lawyer just responded with what Great content, great content. Let great me see, because um, Cat Manning tweeted something like when it um, just went full chaos. But just the, in that moment where like everyone was just trying to define what a game was and it was just fucking bedlam. Uh, I miss this. Yeah, it's like they asked him, Sweeney, to define like concretely what specifically a game was. Like what is what is the 
specific definition of what constitutes a game and he's he said something to the effect of like something that has objectives that you can complete or something like that yeah i would say an interactive piece of media that you can win or lose yeah it was something like that um come on cat you know my show notes are just oh here it is um uh, so so Addie Robertson over at The Verge has been doing really good threads uh, for like you know because because they can phone in and, and listen to the the court proceedings um, so this isn't this isn't general this isn't about games in general this is specifically about RPGs Apple Lawyer quote there's a game ca- there's a game category called RPG which stands for role playing game and those are games like Oregon Trail <laughs> Oh, they are the same, and they are not competitive. Those are games like Oregon Trail, like Oregon Tra- RPGs, like the Oregon Trail. Uh, yes, a traditional RPG. Everyone's favorite. When I think RPG, I think Oregon Trail. Yeah, it you know starts and stops there. Yeah, and Cat Manning quote tweeted saying, "Top tier trolling. This gets better every day." Wow, wow. It's- I remember in high school. I took a bunch of computer classes and I took so many that I actually ran out of ones I could take. So I just took an independent study my senior year Uh and was just in the computer lab. And I played a lot of Oregon Trail. I didn't grow up in 1997, as you might expect, but instead graduated high school in 2009. Mm -hmm. However, I did play a lot of Oregon Trail my senior year of high school and there was one time I wanted to make it out with everyone alive, which is very difficult. Yeah. And I was almost at the end. And the update one of the mornings was so-and-so got sick and died. It wasn't like they got dysentery or right. anything. They it drowned was one, in the river. A single event that so-and-so got sick and died. I was so mad. I mean, that's what happens on the Oregon Trail in the famous RPG. The famous, the Oregon famous RPG. Oregon Trail. Um... Yeah, I'm very curious. What do you, do you think? What do you think the conclusion of the the trial will be? Like, do you, who do you who do you think will win? No, what do you think? Like, because like it ultimately comes down to right. Like, Epic wants to sell V Bucks without giving Apple a cut or as big of a cut or whatever. Or alternatively, they they want their own separate app store because that's the thing, right? It's like you're not allowed to have an app store be downloadable within the app store. Like, iOS has to be the only app store? I think they're both right, and I think they're both assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, the Epic stuff, you know, there was an argument to me to be made, like, when this first started happening, that Epic is going to bat for all the indies. Yeah, I don't think that's... You don't believe that? No. Okay. I don't believe that for a second. I think that Apple... I think that Epic, rather, the way they wield angry gamers is unethical mm, and immoral and i think that basically anything they do i i believe is to to help the bottom line sure. not to help anyone but themselves mm-hmm. purely capitalistic yeah. and like like i said i don't think that they're necessarily i think that they're they have things that they're doing that are right but i still think that they're assholes right so yeah. i don't care uh, is my long and short of it. I hope that I do look forward to seeing whatever the conclusion is. Yeah. Um, 
I'm curious when it picks back. I, I don't know what the state of the trial is right now because obviously I've been in town hanging out with my friends mm. like Kobe West. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been keeping up with it this week. And so I don't know what the current state of it is. It's just so funny when you see like just general people have to grapple with like the inner mechanisms of like everyone, like no one really realizing how secret the games industry likes to be and then they have to like look at all these documents and all the stuff they got like submitted to discovery or whatever and like a bunch of companies being like don't know you can't you can't show that and it's like fucking like the walmart like cloud service things you see that they got walmart is like trying to they 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 had they had they are prototyping a like cloud gaming service something similar to like stadia or amazon luna i'm sure Um, it'll go really well yeah, yeah, because no one understands games better than Walmart. Uh, Project Storm it's is a good, it's a good name. what it's called. And it's like this weird, it's like, you know, Gog Galaxy? Like, Gog Galaxy is the launcher that Gog oh, makes. Oh, I thought you were saying God Galaxy. God Galaxy? No, Gog Galaxy. Sure. Um, yeah, they have like, they have, a, they have a game launcher, but you can also pipe your other executables into it. I think the Project Storm stuff is something similar to that, where it's like it's a it's a it's a cloud service, but you can stream games on your hard drive that you like didn't is, buy through their service. Is that whatever. what Nvidia tried to do? And then everyone was like, "No." Yeah, and people freaked out about that, um, and like pulled their games yeah. off of it because they didn't get like express permission about it. Right. Even though like it worked, they were like, right. "No, no, 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 no." Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Maybe Walmart's like trying to figure out that licensing part of it. Um, but but it's so funny, like the 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 trial um, judge being like, "Y'all, it's just just video games. Like you don't need to be like this secret about it. Like we fucking like because the lawyers kept like trying to like object. So like shitting like uh, we need to like redact some of the stuff. And the and the judge is just like, no, like we're not we're not going to keep pausing the trial because shit in these documents isn't redacted for like your stupid like." Like, um, um, you know, um, intellectual property or like, you know, your, your marketing plan, you know, unannounced, whatever, whatever. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I also have an interesting perspective on it cause I worked at a company that was supported by microtransactions sure. for years. So it, it's just, it's interesting to watch and it's interesting how people who don't have that, but it's interesting to see how people who don't have that background interact with it versus how I yeah. interact with it and interpret yeah. it. And how the people that do have knowledge are informing, like obviously like that, I don't think the Apple lawyer thinks like personally that like itch is like this sex den <laughs> for like, you know, deviant developers to like make their crass game stuff. I think he's being they're being fed that line from Apple to like represent the Apple perspective on that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. We'll see if it makes, it makes any difference. Uh, Kobe, anything else you want to talk about? Anything else? Any, 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 any game stuff? Oh, we, 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 I, I, you have a PlayStation 5. I have a PlayStation 5. I, I finally got my hands on yeah. a dual sense for the first time. Yeah. How, how did that feel? How did the triggers feel? How does everything it's feel? It's weird. Yeah. It was more, 
There's more going on there than I thought. When people would describe resistive... Okay, so first off, I played Astro's Playroom. So mm-hmm. It has all the fucking... You go into GPU jungle, and you go to Cooling Springs, and do all the shit. Um, when people describe the resistive triggers, I expected, like, this weird kind of, like... You know how, like, you know those hand-strengthening things that you use? I felt it to feel like that. But there's more... Um, uh, uh, the motors kick in more like it's not just like it being resistive it's that like you know the the trigger feels like it's like rumbling a bit yeah um so more of the haptics are kicking in than just like feeling like you have to squeeze it harder and they are obsessed with using the haptics in astro's playroom yeah astro's playroom i mean it's it's intended to be yeah like i mean yeah it's it's their it's their showpiece it's their tech demo it's built into the console it was just like when when Astro like walks around like you hear and you f- it rumbles with the tick 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 because mm-hmm. his little like pin shaped legs like hit on the ground and I'm just like I don't need this yeah I don't need this it's cute though yeah it's cute it's fun it's not people are out there like saying it's like the best 3D platformer they've played in a generation they really just haven't played one in a generation yeah I mean and I mean I haven't I, I went to, I went to Harris's and played a little bit of Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts mm. um. Yeah, these people just need to play like I don't know, Hat in Time or something. <laughs> like, oh yeah, Hat in Time's good. Yeah, Hat in Time's good. Uh, yeah the the demon Demon Souls does some interesting stuff with the controller. I'm sorry, I think you mean Demon Souls. You are sorry. Yeah, uh, it does some interesting stuff with the controller. So in the elevator, the there's like elevator noises that come out of the controller. Really, like gears and yeah, stuff? yeah, right, like gears and stuff. The first time it happened, I was like, what? is that and then i put and i was like, okay it's it's the elevator that's making that noise but it also if something's throwing a fireball at you in demon souls you can feel where it's coming from before it lands so that's why i don't know if you saw me when i was no i don't think i think it was before you were here i was okay. running back to a boss jess was watching me and I was able to dodge something that was not on the screen. Oh, I was able controller. to dodge away from it because I was able to feel the haptics, feel it coming towards me from a That's specific direction. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All it right. felt it felt really cool because it felt like another sense. All right. All right. Dual sense. Yeah. Yeah. I was really into that. So. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, they really go above and beyond with like using the haptics and the speaker in Astro's Playroom. Mm-hmm. And like the speaker, like there's a speaker on the DualShock 4 and it's like kind of rarely used. It's used in Horizon Zero Dawn when you do like your Batman vision or whatever. Like you hit a button and it does like a, an area scan and it goes like like a, like a weird like digital effect. And I hated that. So I like turned it off of that. Um, and then in both Last of Us games, uh, you have like you have like a shoulder mounted flashlight and it'll die. And then you have to shake your controller and that like recharges it. What? Never seen a flashlight like that? Like a flashlight it uses just like no, kinetic I've seen energy. That. I did not know that Last of Us used that. Yeah. Spoiler alert, I guess I never got that far in Last of Us. Yeah, like your your flashlight will die and you'll have to shake it. But then when you shake it, you hear like the like the like the shaking sound coming out of the controller. That's cool. Yeah, and I was like, all right, that's nice. Like that that that's some feedback. Like it's all about like hitting that middle ground of like good feedback because that's that's what you want but with astro's playroom it's just like here's everything i'm like no i don't i don't need this and it's, it's only an okay platform 
Yeah, the best best use of controller speaker that I've ever heard, and I think we've talked about this before, is No More Heroes. Oh, okay. And No More Heroes. Did you play No More Heroes? Mm-mm. And No More Heroes, after you defeat a boss, any of the bosses, but after the first boss is when it's most memorable, right? You finish the first boss, your controller starts ringing like a phone. Oh. You pick your controller, put it to your ear, you know, goofing. But then out of the speaker comes a little voice. So if your controller's not up to your ear, you can't really hear it. Wow. And so you've got to like listen to it like a phone. And it's really cool. That's it, cool. And it feels, it it works really well. No More Heroes makes a lot of, you know, interesting use of the controller. But that's that's Can the you? best use of a controller speaker. Jerking off to yeah, get your to lightsaber going. Yeah. Um, are you looking forward to that new one? Sure. <laughs> I'll play it. I'll maybe okay i might okay. i mean like if if it, if it was that cool with the with the wii remote i mean and i know the joy cons don't have a speaker but like with the joy cons being even more accurate with their motion controls the joy cons don't have a speaker Mm-mm, not that i know of huh i don't have my switch in here so i can no i, I believe you yeah. i just didn't really think about it not until you get the patented no more heroes speaker attachment so you can get those phone calls remember when we were promised all these cool like different shaped joy cons like there was one that was like people were like making mock-ups and there's one that was like a fishing rod i do remember that all that shit or like i think there was like a pokemon snap one was like it's it's like a you can clip your joy cons into stuff though like the ring fit yeah but i mean like that's just to take advantage of the motion uh, sensors and a different thing Wait, do you mean Nintendo Labo or PlayStation Labo? Because there's a PlayStation Wait. Labo in no, Astro's I meant, Playroom. I meant Microsoft Labo, actually. Oh, you see, I like Epic Labo, but now they're in a suit with Apple because Apple made Apple Labo. Apple, Apple, Apple Labo. Apple Labo. Apple Labo. Apple Labo is my favorite type of cereal. Apple Labo is my favorite disco band. Gosh, I can't get enough of that Apple Labo. Uh-huh. Um, remember when the McElroys used an Apple Labo song for their theme song and then they had to change it because gotta change your life yeah. take a chance on me um, yeah yeah PS5's cool I should Harris is doing all these fucking deals with people yeah he keeps buying PS5's for, for friends and then selling it to them I would say you could take mine and then I could buy another one off Harris oh. but I've got my demon yeah, souls yeah you got saved. all your stuff on there yeah um, that's basically the only thing I care about that's on there. Your Demon Souls progress. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know. I have all these PS Plus games that I've gotten for free that are PS5 exclusive. Like I have Bug Snacks and uh, Destruction All Stars and Wreckfest. I think this year, this month it's it's the PS5 PS Plus game is Wreckfest. I have not a game that I own on PC. Like it's like oh. it's not a, it's not a new game. Oh weird yeah interesting choice I think they're i think they're kind of oh no or was it returnal no returnal wasn't free but returnal is like the new big one what have you heard about returnal um it looks like a people have been comparing it to hades and then i've been told that's a little inaccurate but oh it's roguish yeah it's a roguelike i didn't know that yeah but the runs are like hours long oh yeah oh. and you can't exit the game if you're in the middle of a run oh you can suspend your your console oh but you can't like you can't save mid mid run and come back to it like you can't hard close down the app is there but there's meta progression i believe so i don't i don't know how much 
but yeah, it's like it's like a over light. The sh- okay, it's like a third person over the shoulder, run based story based roguelike. I don't know. It, I don't like the aesthetic. It's like it looks like control. What was that weird trailer from PlayStation? Was it Returnal or there was like a baby in yeah, space? Yeah, that was the other one. That was uh, fuck. What was that one called? Um, you know, the space baby. That came. one. That one also had a shitty name, and I hated it. Yeah, me um, too. I don't remember what it was though. The astronaut. It was. It was. A, it was a little girl. And and then they had a holographic cat, and you could see the cat's organs, and then it was yeah. like on the moon Ast- okay here's here's my google query astronaut child moon ps5 let's see what we get pragmata do we know anything about that yet nope there was just that teaser that was all cg and i looked at it i was like this looks like a kojima game so i'm out fair fair well death loop you excited for death loop no, I think that I would play Deathloop at with a friend or watch a friend play it mm-hmm. or like switch off on death or something. But Deathloop does not look like a game that I would enjoy alone. It might be the only arcane game I like. Like, I mean, you know, assuming like if it, if it hits the right notes, because I'm not huge. I'm not big on Dishonored, Prey. Played Prey. I did not play Dishonored. Dishonored's fine. If you like, I mean, it, they're they're all like looking glass, like descendants or irrational descendants. So if you like Thief or System Shock or whatever. Oh, I played a System Shock. Like Deathloop is basically their Bioshock is what it looks like to me. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, they have, you have guns, you have like a mid-century modern aesthetic. I really like the aesthetic of the trailer, not the game. That like Saul Bass kind of style. Sure. Saul Bass is like that that artist. Um, have you played Ape Out? No. Okay. Ape Out's aesthetic is like curbing Saul Bass like posters. Um here is like this kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 This is his anatomy of a murder poster that he made. But yeah, yeah, that 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 super looks like the yes. the death loop like anims, yeah, uh, motion graphics, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm curious about it. I'm but I'm super prepared to not like it when it comes out. Um, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Kobe, Dylan, anything else? Or do we call it there? I hope you have a great trip back up. Oh, thanks. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the gas shortage treats me oh golly is uh, it still shorted so they turn the pipeline back on uh, how tall is this gas so you you have to have this much gas to ride on this ride um you do and the ride is the way home <laughs> um they turn the pipeline back on on wednesday i don't know if it like full capacity or whatever and it's so like they said like deliveries are gonna like start trickling out trickling um yeah and but i think there's still like kind of like dry spots like the like a lot of stations still don't have so i mean i guess that's my biggest concern is just like oh i need to get gas pulling off the interstate rolling up to a place and like there being no gas available for like five miles or something yeah so i'll just i'll just have to be more conscious of when i pull off like i'll have to pull off at like maybe like 
quarter of a tank or something. And like, oh, this spot doesn't have any gas. Get back on the interstate, roll down for another 20 miles or something. Is it safe to keep a can of gas in your car? So my buddy Kenny was talking about this. Kenny Kim, who you've had on the show before, um, his his parents ran a, ran a uh, like auto shop. And I think there are like special canisters that have like, it's either they... They either let the fumes come out. They don't let the fumes come out. I, it's, I, I forget how. But there are special cans. like, And I think it's like the newer red canisters like make it safer to hold on to that stuff. But also, I think the longer you hold on to that stuff, and also like depends on like how much maybe like the temperature shifts and wherever you're storing or whatever. Because like, it's gas. I just mean like, could you get a tank to keep in your car for the way home and then use it when you get home? But that way, you know... Yeah, I guess. Um, but man, if it has like any fumes come off of it. Oh, um, yeah. That's headache. Uh, yeah. 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 Headache city. Let's drive it to the roof, Overland style. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just every time I get out of the car, I have it in my hands. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. I'm not super worried. I'm just going to double check with my folks to see like what the gas situation is there. And I'll use that as a estimate of like what the entire East Coast is looking like. I got to get to the East Coast first. Yeah. I got to drive through. Louisiana and Georgia next to no no there's some other states there I have to, I have to get to the east coast Alabama first. Alabama and Mississippi Mississippi um back to geography yeah, gotta get through the great state of Whataburger there it is yeah we'll figure it out I'm not I'm not too worried I'm gonna check I'm gonna check because like playing on leaving tomorrow this we're recording this Saturday playing on leaving tomorrow and we'll see we'll see okay. what happens we'll see what happens we'll see what happens it'll be great Maybe there'll be like an update on this recording. It's like, hey, I'm here on the side of I-95, just middle of nowhere. Just gonna got 30 minutes of battery left on this this portable recorder. Just gonna keep on keep on talking until until we see <laughs> sun's going down. No lights on the road. See how it goes. It's my final message. I'm so hungry right now. I'm so hungry. This microphone looks delicious. Kobe. Dylan. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. There we go. Um, thank you for letting me stay at your in your domicile. You're welcome. In the compound. The compound. The compound. Um, and uh, yeah, love to have you on again. Oh yeah. Maybe maybe when you have more to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. Concerning yeah. a certain co-op and video games thereof. Yeah, I don't know what uh, Motion Twins up to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Salim up to? What are they, how's how's Goodbye Volcano High going? Uh, no comment. <laughs> All right, Kobe, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Kobe Wolf. Hi, I'm first name. Bunch of letters afterwards. Yeah, it sounds like a fake person, but it's actually me. I am Kobe one four four seven on Twitter, which is Kobe, Kobe Lee. One four four seven, so not quite, but kind of. Oh shit, Lat, <laughs> Lat. Kobe, Kobe Lat, Kobe Lat. Uh, it's C O B Y, C O B Y. Not um, any other way you might spell that. Cool, Dylan. Where can people find you? They can find me also on Twitter at uh, Dylan Vento, and if they like this podcast, want to listen to any of our other podcasts, they can find them at Ward Hyphen Games dot com or on twitter at ward video games or wherever podcasts are found just search wardcast that's w-a-r-d-c-a-s-t how do you spell video games 
Bye-bye. Bye.